may I speak to the glory of God, who is Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. I wonder, does anyone else here watch or have you watched the afternoon quiz show Pointless? Yeah. You have to guess what is the correct answer which as few people will have thought of as possible or even no one else has thought of to make it a pointless answer. A pointless answer seems like something which is bad, but in this case it's good. A similar TV show in the past, of course, was Family Fortunes. We asked 100 people this question, and what are you going to give? But I wonder if in church we were playing either Pointless or Family Fortunes and asked a question about name a split, a schism in the church, what answers would be given? What answers would might be pointless even? Maybe the 16th century with Henry VIII in England? That would probably be quite a high up answer. That wouldn't be pointless. Maybe the 16th century with Martin Luther in Germany? Maybe a few less people. The 16th century with John Calvin and Ulrich Zwingli in Switzerland, one of the other reformations around that same time. Or a bit later, the 18th century in England and in the USA, with Charles and John Wesley leading to the creation of the Methodist Church, another split in the church. There are so many what, for, what caused the congregational churches to come into being the Baptist churches, the Pentecostal churches. I suspect some of those will be more popular than others, but I wonder how many people would have answered the Great Schism of 1054. Anyone heard of that? No? It's the biggest split of them all. Before that, there was one church throughout the world and then after that, there were two, the Western Church, we might think of as the Roman Catholic Church, from which we ended up splitting at the Reformation, and the Eastern Church, or the Eastern Churches, the Orthodox Churches now. And what caused such a massive split? It's almost like a sort of EastEnders, dum 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 at that point, couldn't have timed it better. The Trinity caused the split, or the understanding about the Trinity. The Nicene Creed, which we recite a little bit later in this Mass, was introduced after the first ecumenical council, the Council of Nicaea, in 325, and it was amended in the second ecumenical council in 381. It formulated the Church's understanding of our faith. As I said, we read it. We recite it in worship. It says about what we believe. We say we believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord, the giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son. We probably don't think about the words we're saying. We're so familiar with it. In an earlier version of the Creed, in the Greek language version, it speaks of the Holy Spirit proceeding from the Father. Meanwhile, at some later point, the Latin version ended up referring to the Holy Spirit proceeding from the Father and the Son. 
a small difference, you might think. But this set the stage for the eastern and western parts of the Church of Jesus Christ to fall out and go their separate ways, unable to reconcile two very slightly, under, slightly different understandings of the Holy Spirit and thus the Trinity. There's nothing new under the sun with people to this day trying to get their head around how the Trinity relates to each other and fallings out in the church. It feels like it continues almost weekly sometimes. The Trinity has been and remains a mystery right from the beginning of the Christian faith. God is one and God is three, but there is only one God, not three gods, and each part of the Godhead, Father, Son and Holy Spirit is fully God in their own right, as well as fully God together, as a single God. How they relate to each other is an integral part of the Trinity. Because in the end, the different parts of the Godhead are in relationship together. They are a unity. They are in relationship. Getting our heads around it is a struggle. And that division from 1054 is still a reality in the Church of Jesus Christ to this day. The Orthodox Churches still state the Holy Spirit proceeds from the Father. The Roman Catholic Church still states the Holy Spirit proceeds from the Father and the Son. Different parts of the Anglican Communion follow either one or the other. While the Church of England, normally having Holy Spirit proceeding from the Father and the Son, there is a version of the Creed we can say which states the Holy Spirit just just proceeds from the Father. I'm getting tongue-tied with this. But whichever it is, in the Trinity, the different parts of God are in relationship with each other. For us, here and now, we must surely seek to end divisions within the Church and work for greater unity and relationship with other Christians. Working for greater relationship across denominational boundaries, across parish boundaries, across congregational boundaries, across fractured relationships within a congregation even. Because God is one, and we also are called to be one, united as the body of Christ throughout the world. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.